0: Everybody and welcome to Will This Be on the Test? I'm Maddie and I'm Austin. And there's always that awkward moment right before we record to get the baseline sound for the room, so Austin can edit. And it's just sitting here staring in silence off into the distance.
1: And by into the distance, we mean the ceiling wall a <laughs> foot in front of us.
0: Yes, yes, maybe maybe two feet at most. I'm not good at judging distances. It's like an arm's length, which is still closer than you should be to other people right now.
1: Yes. We are lucky that we can, like, oh, oh, I'm not even six feet away from you. We're setting very bad examples.
0: We really are. It's a good thing no one can see us. We don't have to tell them these things. Oh,
1: my God. No one can see us. They don't know that neither of us have noses. That was bad.
0: (laughs) I don't know. We have an Instagram.
1: (laughs) Mm, that's true. That's true.
0: They don't know how long your hair has gotten.
1: It is very shaggy right now.
0: Well, we are recording on Halloween, and Halloween is my favorite holiday. It's mine too. When I first started dating Austin, I was like, "We're gonna do Halloween. We're gonna wear costumes." He was like, "No." I was like, "No, we're doing this. No, why not? I don't like stuff."
1: I just, I, don't, I just, I was never a big holiday person.
0: But then I came along.
1: Yes, you're very much a big holiday person.
0: Yes, and I throw costume parties for Halloween. This is the first year in a long time we really haven't done one, and that oh, it's sucks. it's
1: been killing us, because we'll see like all of these fun reminders of us in our cool costumes, and all of our friends, and all of the ciders, and pigs in a blanket, and party food. You know, we still could have made party food for ourselves. Holy shit, we can just make party food for ourselves. There's no one stopping us.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about what we're going to eat for
1: dinner. We were going to order Chinese, but now we just might be making party food.
0: I think we don't have party food. We got to go to Chinese. Yeah. I'm they're... sure this is fascinating to everybody who's listening. Hold on,
1: let's uh, let's while we're at it, why don't we look at our grocery <laughs> list? Now, we're running low on flour. Are you fine with the store brand again? Well, we need to put the flour in the fridge. Oh, that was the <laughs> other thing that has dominated our week.
0: There is this thing on New York Times where people submitted photos of their fridges and you're supposed to guess if it's a Biden supporter or a Trump supporter. And people keep bizarre things in their fridge. Did you ever actually look up? Yeah, you did look up why you keep flour in the fridge.
1: Yeah, and I I couldn't figure out why you keep flour in the fridge.
0: And peanut butter, unless it's natural, has no reason to be put in there. And...
1: Uh, well, you know, uh, they said you should probably keep it in the fridge because peanut butter will go bad if after three months of being open. So... And that's
0: natural peanut butter, mm-hmm. not the, you know, contaminated version you and I eat. Yeah. Skippy peanut butter is the best S- kind.
1: Uh, Peter Pan. Skippy. <laughs> Grow up.
0: Skippy tastes more like Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, so probably, sh- yes, I should grow up. But the thing we found the most alarming in them, and at first Austin was okay with it, but then I started, like, dragging him down into my madness that I had from this. People have too many eggs. Like, we've
1: got a dozen eggs in our, well, like, 10 eggs right now.
0: Yeah, a dozen, maybe 18, seems like a reasonable number of eggs to have. These people had, I think my, I think the one I saw the most of was, like, 60 just yeah, and, contain, and I don't mean people who had farms, like, or people who had their own chickens.
1: That's a whole other thing. These are store bought eggs. Why do you have so many eggs? And we we go through like a dozen eggs every two weeks or so. Like, I feel like I eat a lot of eggs. I don't. And eat we use eggs. a lot in cooking. But like, who needs thirty six eggs? What are you doing? Is like every meal, like you have a quiche and an omelet.
0: I mean, eggs are pretty inexpensive. They're a good source of protein. Like, yeah. I'm not dissing eggs of the fact that they suck, but. <laughs>
1: Who needs this many eggs, especially when everything else you have is condiments? Yeah, they just have, like, eggs and, like, uh, mayonnaise and ranch dressing. Yeah, stuff that doesn't even go with eggs. Like, if it was ketchup and, and hot sauce, I'd be like, yeah, this makes sense. But it was, like...
0: Yes, I like to eat my eggs with my mayonnaise and my pickle juice. Not the pickles, just the juice. And I ended up being pretty good at the guessing, though, in the end. Mm -hmm. It came down to, I just blanked on what it came down to. What did I Uh, I keep yelling at it?
1: Packaged lunch meat.
0: Packaged lunch meat, yeah. If they had pre-packaged lunch meat, they were nine times out of ten a Trump supporter. The same thing, and I don't mean to diss this because I like this, is uh, un- is off-brand soda was usually a Trump supporter. If they had nice alcohol, they were a Biden supporter. If yeah. they had
1: too much alcohol, also a Biden supporter. Yeah, it was weird. It's like craft beer, Biden supporter. It was just The
0: empty fridges, though, were mostly Biden.
1: I was surprised because early on I was thinking like, oh, cool, there's soy milk. That's definitely a Biden supporter. And I was wrong like half the time. Yeah.
0: So if you are interested in having some fun and driving yourself insane, that's a good way to do it. So we're doing something a little different this week. We are still here to educate you about all the things you need to know. In fact, I I think I forgot to say what kind of
1: podcast we are at the beginning. You absolutely did. But you know what? I think they've figured it out by now.
0: We are Will This Be On The Test. We are usually here to tell you about the things you should have learned in school, but didn't learn, didn't learn fully, or didn't learn correctly.
1: And then I start the tangent, but this week she did. So everything's crazy.
0: It's Halloween, man. I get crazy on Halloween. I miss Halloween.
1: Me too. Last year
0: I was Steve Harrington and he was dusted and it was the best year ever. I should post some p- pictures of that on our Instagram. Yeah, we,
1: we had some good pictures of us from that.
0: My hair was perfect. It was. But today we're doing something different because our episode comes out on election day. And I don't know about you all, but I am fucking terrified.
1: I am stressed the fuck out about everything in my life right now. It's like,
0: I've got friends who are showing photos of what the stores near them are doing to prepare for the inevitable riots no matter who wins. And I've got friends talking about the lockdown and evacuation drills their jobs are practicing right now. So I'm not here to tell you that to stress you out, though. I'm here to tell you that's why we, in part, why we are um, doing something different this week. We are doing cases, I guess? Cases,
1: just like... I know, I was just doing something that I found fun, but is not something that you would learn in school, should learn in school. It's just fun, because fun's important.
0: See, I think we should learn all of this stuff in school, and I'll tell you why in a second. But the reason we're doing this today is because we want to take some of the stress off. We get into some pretty serious stuff here, and though I do think these things mean business, and, you know, I've got my Mothman hoodie on for a reason, we think we're going to take the edge off a little bit this week and not get into anything that's dark. Well, deep. Deep. Or, I mean, it depends on how you look at any of these, doesn't it? Yeah. But here, I think you should learn about this stuff in school. Yeah. And it's because you remember being a kid and there's like the ghost stories that they tell on the playground and all that kind of stuff. and You get kind of spooked. This is the kind of stuff that I'm not saying like a full semester long lesson, but if it gets brought up in school, yeah. If you're mm-hmm. the teacher, if you don't know the answer, like, hey, I'm going to look that up tonight and maybe you should do We'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, stuff to kind of let people know what's up, let the kids know what they're talking about. That's why I think we should talk about Roswell in school. That's why I think we should talk about the Donner Party in school.
1: The Donner Party, definitely. That might actually be a good future topic for one of us.
0: Yeah. And that's also why I think we should talk about today's topics in school. So today we are talking about cryptids. Oh,
1: yeah. And I get to go first. Mm-hmm. So again, because we go something light, I decided I'm going to go with like everybody's like bff cryptid we love him he is just this gentle forest ape who's never hurt anyone and he just stands majestically in the background and nods to you and that's not always the case but it's bigfoot i love him he is like you know mothman is her boyfriend bigfoot is my road trip buddy
0: (laughs) yeah i i don't see why bigfoot can't exist
1: bigfoot is a solid hang And I love him, and I just want to talk about Bigfoot, or Sasquatch, as he is also known.
0: Are you getting to a theories part towards the end? Because I have a theory about why we haven't found one.
1: Ooh, yeah, we can absolutely do some theories at the end. Okay. So, there's tons of myths about ape men all over the planet. You've got Yetis in the Himalayas, also known as the Abominable Snowman. You've got Ibu Gogo in Indonesia, which literally means, like, gluttonous old man. (laughs) Uh, You've got the Yowie in Australia, and... Oh, but sorry, Australia needs cryptids on top of the real shit they have. Of course they do. I mean, it's like what? It's like oh no! It's like everything here is going to kill us, except they're not. Listen to my episode about Australia not trying to kill you. They need something. It was just
0: spiders. Everything else there is trying to kill you. Have you ever seen a kangaroo? Kangar- they, they had to fight a whole war against emus.
1: Oh my god, kangaroo. Okay, kangaroos are buff as hell. Like, there's all these photos of kangaroos, and they look like they're bodybuilders, and they're horrifying.
0: Did you know kangaroos can't jump if you hold up their tails?
1: I didn't know that.
0: I mean, don't do it, because you're a dick, Mm -hmm. but... Remember that time I thought the kangaroos had escaped? Yeah. We went to the zoo and they have wallabies and they're just free.
1: Yeah, there's free roaming and wallabies around the Kansas City Zoo.
0: I hadn't been to the zoo in so long that I had no recollection that these were there. And so I thought that the kangaroos had escaped.
1: And of course, um, on the uh, in the America's southeast, they have the skunk ape who lives in the swamps.
0: I almost talked about that today. So he
1: is like the Florida man of these apes because <laughs> he stinks take that Florida.
0: <laughs> hey, we want to be nice to Florida right now. We want them to go blue. So, we love you Florida.
1: You can do it Florida. We believe in you. We'll
0: find out on Wednesday how we really feel, but
1: Oh, uh, we're going to please we'll find out mid January how we feel. Jeez. So uh, I'm going to talk about specifically in the Pacific Northwest, Bigfoot. And there are so many sightings and stories of like various levels of credibility about Bigfoot. I'm just going to go into a few of the better known cases, including one that comes to us from a surprising source.
0: Neil Armstrong.
1: No, but like equally heroic and American.
0: Neil deGrasse Tyson.
1: Theodore Roosevelt.
0: Oh, I just heard something about Roosevelt.
1: I mean, there's lots of like Roosevelt is a complex character because of his like, you know,
0: is he the one that was in some kind of like cryptid society? I don't think so. I'll have to look it up.
1: But yeah, uh, he wrote about an encounter that he that an old trapper by the name of Bauman told him in his his 1892 book. The Wilderness Hunter? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bauman and a partner were trapping along a remote part of the Wisdom River in Montana, uh, where, he related a year before, some prospectors had found the half-eaten remains of another trapper who had been killed by wildlife, okay. unknown wildlife.
0: Well, I mean, if it had been a year since he was eaten, of course the wildlife that ate him was unknown. No, they...
1: Um, He'd been found, like, a day after he'd been, like, killed.
0: Well, unless the wildlife was still standing there, put, like, a note yeah. on him. It's gonna be I mean, unknown.
1: You can figure it out. I mean, like, if you in the wilderness, you can see it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's been eaten by coyotes or he's killed by wolves. You know, it's usually pretty obvious what's killed someone.
0: What determines coyote versus coyote? I don't know. Accent? I always said coyote and then we got married. I've turned to coyote because that's what you call them.
1: I think, well, I mean, why should you listen to me? I've got like crazy Kansas hick accents, so.
0: Well, it's because you grew up near this stuff. Yeah. In fact, the last time I saw any, it was on your family's farm or whatever.
1: Last time I saw one, it was in a parking lot in front of a Target.
0: Like I see foxes a lot but I have not actually seen any of the coyotes. I wonder if that neighbor of ours succeeded in his culling because they're all younger than him and so they are not they were not here first.
1: I just need I, like that guy is crazy. He's mm-hmm. so crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: And he ran for office. He lost handily. <laughs> and he yelled at both of us.
1: Yep. Oh, I wonder why he lost yelling at people who could have voted for him and being crazy. Oh, please.
0: We could not have voted for oh, him. No. Like, our hands would have, like, it would have become that movie Idle Hands. They would have just turned against us.
1: Yes. So, it was, they started making their camp before nightfall, and then they went out to set their traps. When they returned from setting their traps... Uh, they'd noticed something had smashed their lean-to, their shelter, and had like gone through their packs and torn some stuff out of them. Uh, they also noticed some large tracks they said were bear-like, but whatever it was, was only moving on its hind legs. Mm-hmm. So that night, they were awakened by sounds of rustling in the woods and a foul stench. Now, uh, Bauman fired his rifle at the silhouette of a great body uh, that they saw kind of lurking near the entrance of their shelter
0: a great body huh
1: great body so either this um this was a thick bigfoot possibly or it was just meant it was very large what
0: well, was one of those kangaroos that's also a bodybuilder yeah
1: like, i mean if a kangaroo showed up in montana <laughs> It would probably kill. Montana
0: a... comes into my story, too.
1: Ooh. So, yeah, uh, they fired a rifle it and it just ran off into the wilderness. Uh, the next day, their shelter was destroyed again while they were out setting traps and they found uh, more footprints, quote, as plain as if on snow. And again, showed something with large feet walking on two legs. Uh, that... a big
0: bird just wandering through the Montana wilderness. Yeah.
1: That night, they did not sleep. They were up kind of watching constantly, and they heard rustling around their camp and the beast's howls and cries.
0: Did they describe what they sound like?
1: They did not in this depiction, in what I read.
0: Do you think the one from BuzzFeed Unsolved that Shane does is accurate?
1: I'm going to say it's as accurate as any I've heard.
0: Okay. Yeah, if you don't watch BuzzFeed Unsolved...
1: You should. It's, it's really good. We, and we're also
0: watching The Watcher right now. Or Watcher. The Watcher?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They, yeah. the uh, Shane and Ryan are really fun.
0: And believe it or not, I lean towards agreeing with Shane most of the time, despite Me? being the big ghosty person here.
1: Me too, even though he's kind of a jerk about it sometimes.
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Uh, The next day, they decided they were going to pack up their camp and move because this was not a good spot. And But during the light of the day, they felt more safe, so Bauman left left to go collect the last of their traps along a stretch of river
0: did they find anything in their traps
1: they didn't say that but when he returned from the camp a couple of hours later his partner was dead Um, was it
0: actual cannibal shia labeouf
1: maybe so he was not caught in a bear trap so wasn't probably wasn't shia labeouf
0: well i mean shia labeouf could have killed this guy and then run into the woods and chased the other guy who got his leg caught in a bear trap
1: so, anyway, his partner was leaning against a tree, his neck was snapped, and there were fang marks in his neck.
0: So, giant vampire.
1: Um, he was uneaten, but there were tracks, again, the same bipedal tracks, around the body, and the the beast had romped and gambled around, around it in an uncouth, ferocious glee. I'm sorry, he wasn't there to refer- to witness this, but he knew it was in glee. I mean, you can tell a lot by, like, like you can tell, like, something was, like, running around, like, kind of celebratory. You can <laughs> see that in the tracks.
0: I mean, it could also be running around. Like, it, wouldn't that resemble, like, if you're also injured and you're kind of tripping around or if you're, you know, drugged or if... I, I, I could only assume the re- only reason he knew it was Glee is that he heard it singing Don't Stop Believing as it did
1: this. <laughs> oh, God. Glee. Why? Why yeah. do we always go back to Glee?
0: First half of season one was so
1: good. Again, like Glee was perfectly written because it'd be like, I hate the show. I hate the show. I'm not watching the show anymore. Then there'd be like a quarter of an episode that was good enough to bring me back into it.
0: Anything that focused on Brittany S. Pierce, you were all in.
1: Oh, Brittany S. Pierce and like about half of Kurt's stuff. So good.
0: Oh, do not diss my Kurt. Do not give him a 50%.
1: Kurt gets a 50%. No. Yeah. Have
0: you read any of his books? No. I haven't yet either. Like, I thought you might have because you work at the library. I know.
1: That's, well, he started writing, publishing his books as soon as I stopped working with the public. So I was, like, <laughs> less inclined to read children's books to be able to recommend them to people because I'm mostly working with grumpy old men now.
0: I have a feeling your co-workers will not like to be told that they are that grumpy old men.
1: <laughs> the public. <laughs>
0: Because your co workers are all lovely women.
1: <laughs> it's true. I am like the, I am one of like a handful of guys who works for the library system. So, yeah, so neither Bauman nor Roosevelt said that this beast was a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot or even gave an actual description of it because he never saw it. But this is often considered to be a Bigfoot tale because it hits a lot of the hallmarks of Bigfoot. It's got the stench, which, you know, lots of Bigfoot encounters mention his foul odor. Uh, he was walking around on two legs like Bigfoot does. And of course, the uh, howling and hooting, which was what Bigfoot, the sounds that Bigfoot makes in all of these encounters where they hear him. So this is considered one of the earlier like Bigfoot tales. And it was by Theodore Roosevelt, future president Theodore Roosevelt. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. It could have been is is Shia Is Theodore Roosevelt Shia LaBeouf? I don't think so. Or is Shia LaBeouf an immortal stalking the Pacific Northwest hunting for food?
0: That seems about right. I mean, he's not, that makes him not a cannibal.
1: He's a cryptid. You heard it here first, folks. Shia LaBeouf, cryptid, not cannibal.
0: Actual Sasquatch Shia LaBeouf.
1: He's just a shaved Sasquatch. Yeah. We have cracked this case. We know who Bigfoot is. Oh my God. No. Uh, Disney captured a Sasquatch. That's why I haven't been able to found them. Disney captured them all and they shaved them and made them into child actors. (laughs) All child actors
0: are just tiny Bigfoots.
1: Yep. And this brings me to my second story from 1924, the story, one of the most famous Bigfoot encounters of Ape Canyon, Mm -hmm. which Ape Canyon is a narrow gorge on the east flank of Mount St. Helens. This gorge is still there, but the eruption did alter it significantly from what it was back in the day of 1924, almost 100 years ago. Mm. Yeah. So, uh. There were five prospectors They were working about eight miles away from Spirit Lake, and when the men saw four figures walking Wait, so this upright, place is called, like, Ape Gorge, and it's near Spirit Lake? Well, it was named Ape Canyon after this event.
0: Oh, okay, because, like, like, if they'd named it that before, of course you're gonna get a Bigfoot!
1: Yeah, so they saw four upright figures walking, they were covered in long black hair, and they estimated that each of them probably weighed around 400 pounds. So these are big apes. <gasps>
0: It's just some of the worst kind of gamers on their way to a convention.
1: (laughs) Bad odor, long black hair.
0: I'm pretty sure this was my former roommate.
1: Don't put this evil on Bigfoot.
0: I'm sorry, but when I have to go clean out your room after you unexpectedly move out and there is a literal ring of oil. You had to help me clean this, didn't you? Yeah. A literal ring of like grease or oil on the wall from where your hair is. How? How are you?
1: The so, um the key takeaway from this is we moved a litter box in there and it improved the smell.
0: Yes. Yes. So anyway. Uh, no, I, I won't put that on Bigfoot though. Yeah.
1: So they saw these four upright figures and being a big group of dudes, they decided we're going to shoot at them.
0: Yep, that sounds about right.
1: One was, claimed was wounded and fell off of a cliff and died. I know.
0: Wait, but they still never found a body?
1: They didn't find the body. That night, the men were in a cabin when the ape men attacked. Good. They were just
0: walking around minding their own fucking Mm -hmm. business.
1: So these ape men threw big rocks at the cabin, uh, slammed their bodies against the side of it. Yeah. And eventually they tore a hole in the roof. And were actually targeting the man who had shot at them. Good! Uh, he was actually struck with a, with multiple rocks and was unconscious for about two hours while this was going on. Good. Uh, Reportedly, one of them tried to reach in through a hole and steal an axe from inside the cabin, but they managed to drive off this ape.
0: One of the Bigfoots tried to reach in?
1: Yeah, one of the Bigfoots tried to reach in and steal an axe. Which, okay, Bigfoot, dangerous enough, but Bigfoot with an axe...
0: What was it? The The goat man who also carries an axe? Yes. It's like, why do you have an axe if you're already a terrifying goat? Because it makes you deadlier. If you are able to wield this thing. I mean, OK, imagine like an angry chimpanzee with an axe. Everybody's fucked.
1: So, uh, the next morning, these men cautiously left the cabin and then fled back to town. Um, now this was not the first tale of, and like someone encountering an ape man in this area. They had been like trappers, loggers, miners had been for centuries, like finding, like having encounters with like Bigfoot and ape men, and even like the the native Cowlitz tribe. Uh, their elders actually spoke after about this, like, yeah, we've encountered uh peculiar creatures that meet this description, but don't worry, they're harmless if you leave them alone. Yeah. That's what they said.
0: Most descriptions of Bigfoot say that he's harmless.
1: But this story, just because of the action and like how like, you know, big it was, drew a lot of attention.
0: Yeah, because Bigfoot didn't do anything wrong.
1: Yeah, it was like became famous regionally, like people were obsessed with the story to the point where the US Forest Service decided they were going to investigate.
0: So did they look over the the, re- the ridge to see if they could well, find a body
1: let me go into that because this so, might go into my several days several days after they couldn't find the body mm-hmm. um they directed them where it was where it fell off the cliff they searched around the area they couldn't find the body they couldn't find blood they couldn't find evidence that something had been killed there or even like evidence that something had even fallen down this cliff
0: was there water at the bottom
1: didn't say it sounded like no um they examined the rocks that had been thrown at the cabin and it didn't look like they'd been thrown. It looks like they had just been picked up and placed by people. So people had just picked up and dropped off rocks instead of like they weren't like impacted in the earth like they'd been thrown. They were just kind of there and they weren't really that big.
0: In a weird way, if that was strangers doing that, that would be more threatening. Uh-huh.
1: A, uh A Also, a ranger looked at some of the footprints that they had, they had found as evidence. And he managed to quickly replicate them by pressing his palm into the dirt to reproduce the shape and size of these footprints.
0: So I'm thinking these guys shot a person, realized their mistake, and then were like, oh shit, instead of taking responsibility, let's say it was Bigfoot.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they concluded this all was fake. That was the Forest Service. One of the miners actually published a book in which he said that claimed that these were extra-dimensional beings, and that's why they never found the body or evidence.
0: That's not one of my theories.
1: Yep. Other detractors of this think that it was just local kids throwing rocks at the cabin, or they and, shot a
0: local kid
1: mm-hmm, to scare them, and like the weird like voices and monstrous appearance or stuff was just like the ca- the 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 canyon like crazy making echoes sound weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was their theory, and it's like you know, was it a fake? Probably this one like sounds more fake than the others, but it was like the first, like this is
0: not the one I'm poking holes in against you.
1: Yeah, this is, this one sounds was probably fake. It's, but it's one of the first big cases and was like, what made Bigfoot a national star? Then we're going to get to one of the most compelling pieces of evidence of Bigfoot. And even this, it's, I don't know what to think of this one. It was the Patterson-Gimlin film, which mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you've probably seen this. It is that, you know, loping figure walking through the woods, looking back at you over, yeah. yeah, from 1967. And holy shit, there is so much information about this 53 second film click clip.
0: Has anybody tried to remaster it like they do with old movies and TV yeah, shows?
1: Yeah, they've tried, and it's just—it's not easy to do. It's like on—is a... that
0: though because most recordings are recordings of the recording?
1: Yeah, yeah, the original has been lost. Shocking, mm-hmm. and it is so hard to tell to to definitively prove that this is either genuine or this is a hoax it is like it is just because it is a shaky old camera footage it's short like the way it was shot and what it was shot on make it really hard to examine it thoroughly to see if this is a costume or if this is actually something they saw and um anthropologists disagree about whether or not a person could walk in the way this thing walks uh, most of them say yes a person could some of them say it couldn't uh Film experts disagree and said this had to have been shot in a studio with the way it looks. But also some film esper- experts have tried to reproduce it and they couldn't even in studio settings. So they doubt it was a hoax because of that. Yeah, I'm looking at a
0: remastered photo right now. I'm not just ignoring you like always. Mm-hmm.
1: Primatologists disagree about whether this is moving like an ape or moving like a person. Uh, makeup artists are the ones who have had like the biggest fight over this. Uh huh. Because the people who did Planet of the Apes looked at this and said, uh, we could maybe make a costume like this, but it would cost tens of thousands of dollars and like dozens of people had to work on it. And it'd probably have to be made with real animal fur. While others who worked on movies said, oh, this is just to keep cheap gorilla costume with some football pads.
0: I mean, I'm looking at it. It doesn't look cheap. If nothing else, it doesn't mm-hmm. look
1: cheap. And it's... The most unbiased examinations I've seen of this, of people are just looking at it examining it says, "We cannot draw enough information from this clip to prove or disprove it." So it is just we can, we will never know. It's just with the current technology we can't get any more information out of this film clip. You're making faces. What do you see?
0: I believe that is a female Bigfoot.
1: Yeah, possibly.
0: Cuz I'm looking at the image and uh yeah. She must be very popular with the male Bigfoots. Mm-hmm. With uh those tig old biddies.
1: Yeah, Ooh, it's like that. Also, me- might mean that she was pregnant and nursing because, like you know, outside of people, like you know, they don't, you don't, you don't keep tits like that unless you're actually using them for something most of the time.
0: Yeah, outside of humans, for the most part.
1: Yeah. So anyway, uh, but a majority of scientists who have examined it seriously, uh, doubt that it is genuine. But it still has not been like seriously looked at by most people. Uh, uh, The creators both insist on it being genuine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patterson actually did write a book before he filmed this about the Abominable Snowman, uh, which was mostly drawing on newspapers and firsthand accounts and sightings. Uh, Gimlin was mostly silent and they actually went on this trip. They uh, drove out, with a trailer and some horses, rode up the trail, and were trying to find Bigfoot, like, because they'd heard reports in this area, and they'd been hunting there before. So they said they're going to go up and look again, and they brought a video, a camera with them, and they managed to spot one and film this in a fairly remote area, which would not have been an easy place to actually, like, pull off a hoax like this. Yeah, because if that
0: is a costume, that costume is 75 pounds, probably? Yeah. At least 40 pounds, but it's a lot of hair, so I would... It's like I've pick I've held a 50 pound dress before and I feel like that costume would be heavier.
1: Yeah, And if you had like a pack horse, it'd be easier to carry that costume, but it still wouldn't be easy.
0: Yeah. And it would be all kinds of messed up from the trip, from the trip, yeah. too. Uh,
1: there, uh, one gentleman, Philip Morris, who is a costume maker, as well as his wife, claim that uh, Patterson contacted him to make him a gorilla costume to play a prank. Mm -hmm. Um, it's again, it's not clear because they didn't have any evidence of this. He said, okay, he even talked to me about how, like, I need to make the shoulders look bigger and I need to make the arms longer. And they worked out claims. They worked out ways to do that.
0: See, I feel like any costume designer who did that would have images of it for their, um, portfolio. Mm -hmm.
1: And of course it even gets weirder because he was claiming about how much he spent to make this costume. And meantime said, oh yeah, it was only 400 something dollars. Which is much cheaper than you can get from any of my competition. So it sounds a little advertisy. It's like, yeah, I made this great costume for cheaper than they can. That's setting
0: unrealistic expectations of quality versus expenditure.
1: Mm-hmm. There's another man who um claims his Bible his name is Bob. Hieronymus, okay. uh, claims that he was actually the man in the suit. He didn't come forward with this until 1998, though, uh, because he remembered uh, he's got relatives who claimed they remember seeing the suit in his car. He had talked to people about it, his family. So
0: he had to be reminded that he did this?
1: Uh, but he didn't want to come forward because he was afraid of lawsuits and fraud charges for being a part of a hoax. He no, actually, that doesn't make sense. He actually got a lawyer in 1998 after he seen a, saw a special about this and decided it was finally time to come forward.
0: No, th- that doesn't make sense because fraud has to have some kind of intent behind it. And mm-hmm.
1: um, Well, he also might not understand legal terms fully and was just worried he'd get sued.
0: By whom? Yeah. If you didn't sign he, a contract with these guys... Yeah, he,
1: then... he, he didn't understand law. He, didn't understand law. he got a lawyer. Excuse. This is
0: like an unethical as fuck lawyer. Yeah.
1: Uh, Both men, though, uh, the costume maker and the man who claimed he was wearing the costume, have major discrepancies in how the costume was constructed and even what it was made out of. Hieronymus uh, claims that it was made out of horsehide and was not even cured, so it just reeked to high heaven. And... But, you know, the costume maker said Noah's made out of, like, artificial fibers and was actually pretty light. Uh, Hieronymus claimed that it was super heavy. Uh, They even disagreed about how many pieces it was in and how it was worn. Like, one guy, he said that there weren't even gloves. they're just huge arm pieces you stick your arms through.
0: I could see that.
1: Or, like, there was, like, how many pieces it was in, if it had a mask or not, or if it was a hood, and, like, how you even put it on. Their stories diverge wildly.
0: Like, I can see forgetting some of those details over time, but things like... If it was made out of dead horse, I think you'd remember that.
1: Mm -hmm. Some people have stated, oh, well, they altered the costume after they got it. And that explains the discrepancies. Not the smell. Not the smell. And again, it's stuff doesn't match up. And people like people watching it say it's like they must have had to like glue like the hair onto a person's body for it to move that way and not look like it was bulky and like wiggling around. But it's
0: challenge accepted
1: yeah personally i don't know if i believe this video or not it's it's got enough discrepancies and people have looked at it and said i don't think this is real for this reason but also enough people have said it's like i've looked at this and i can't draw a conclusion either way
0: I did ask him earlier, push comes to shove, you have to pick a side, and you said that you picked the side of real.
1: I picked the side of real. Like push, If I had to pick a side, I'd pick the side of real on this one. Um, it's just because it's so much effort to put into a hoax that could have been done easily, and if it was as sloppy as they say it was, they would not have gone to such a remote location to shoot this. They would have gone anywhere else, and they wouldn't have had it as in the open. It would have been more obscured.
0: See, like The only thing I see that really puts it into the no category is how well-maintained the hair is. But then again, like if we look at apes or humans, and this must be somewhere in between the two, yeah, they maintain it. So you know,
1: Yeah, I mean like you know, social social apes like chimpanzees and gorillas spend a and lot of Bigfoots. time and Bigfoots spend a lot of time grooming each other. So maybe. Um but yeah. I kind of want to think that this, I still think that this film is inconclusive, but deep in my heart, I just want Bigfoot to be real. And I know it's kind of silly, but I do. And it's just.
0: No, I I agree. And I've yeah. always told you, like, since day one, I'm like, I think that Bigfoot could be real. I don't think all cryptids could be real. I think Bigfoot could yeah. be. There's just too many universal commonalities in countries
1: the only thing that's giving me pause is that with as like it's been 50 years since this video and there hasn't been a lot of compelling evidence out there since and just haven't been there have been sightings but nothing quite as compelling as this one since and that makes it like with all the people there and all the people actually looking for like signs of bigfoot we should have seen something by now but or we killed it off by expanding into its habitat too much yeah but with as You may think this, but with as populated as, as the Pacific Northwest is, there are still huge tracts of wild and uninhabited land that people very rarely go to. It is dense. It is wild. You can get lost. There's just places people haven't been to in decades, like entire areas.
0: Yeah, Austin and I have agreed that if the world goes too far sideways, we're just going to get in a van and drive and live in the woods of the Pacific Northwest because nothing matters. And we're going to hunt, not hunt, but we are going to look for Bigfoot.
1: Yeah. And it's like land this size could easily house populations of large mammals that we would never see.
0: Yeah, we're still finding not tiny species we didn't know existed. Yeah. Hell, we just found a fucking organ in the back of our throats or something. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's a lot, there's still a lot to be discovered, and I think that Bigfoot could be real, but, like, as more time goes by, I'm losing that, like, maybe Bigfoot's not real. It's, I, I, it's a complicated one for me.
0: I don't see why he couldn't be real. Yeah. That's kind of where I land on it with it. Um, And obviously, when COVID is over, we're going to go to the Pacific Northwest, and we're going to stay in the Bigfoot-themed hotel.
1: Yes, we're going to go to, was it Willow Creek? I think so. Yeah, Willow Creek. We're going to absolutely go and look for Bigfoot. Okay.
0: Packed! That was a really lame high five. That's slightly better.
1: Yeah. Well, good enough. So are you ready for questions or do you want to talk about your Bigfoot theory? I want to talk about my theories. Tell me your Bigfoot theory.
0: So I have one that I think is fairly realistic and then ones that assume the uh, the credibility of there being other cryptids. A lot of Bigfoot cases have said that they, if they actually end up in an area that is Bigfoot's and not Bigfoot entered their location, they see them in family style groupings. And so... I think we may not have found a body because they bury them. And why are we going to dig in places? Like, why are we, we're not going to go dig up a fucking forest looking for Bigfoot skeletons. And we know other creatures besides ourselves hold funeral services. Why wouldn't they? And especially if they're able to manipulate tools at all, or hell, maybe they're advanced enough to fucking burn them. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe oh. they eat them. Maybe yeah. they're cannibals.
1: Um, tool, tool using humans around uh, a, route, a arose arised arose came about when we started uh using stones to break up bones to get bone marrow Mm -hmm. and if they shared a like you know common ancestor with us that behavior might continue and they might be cracking open their own bones and like scattering them to get bone marrow because they're yeah cannibalism is a viable survival strategy
0: i mean that's what happened to all of our kids
1: yeah i mean
0: no cut that
1: out cut that out cut that out shit all the neighborhood kids. That's why there's no trick-or-treaters here anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's better. Phew.
1: We, okay. we dodged that bullet. Oh, boy.
0: Um, also, them living in family groups would explain why we haven't found them in a way, because they have the ability to warn each other. It's like, animals that live in packs are in better protection. Mm-hmm. And again,
1: there's also, they might be smart enough to be able to avoid us and be cautious.
0: Yeah. I mean, most things are smarter than people. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then, if we're going to assume other cryptids exist, why has nobody brought up the idea that these could be like werewolves? Ooh. Like, I mean, obviously, I haven't looked at all the dates and shit like that, but if we're seeing them periodically, if it's werewolf-like in most lore, it could be certain times of the year, certain times of the month, or if it's more like a shapeshifter, skinwalker type of situation, this... Could be what, like, you know, skinwalkers and a lot of lore get to choose what animal they take the shape of. Why wouldn't you choose a massive gorilla-like thing? So why is nobody bringing up this idea? Because if we're if we are deciding that Bigfoot exists we probably are deciding that other things exist. So why is nobody talking about this as a possibility?
1: Yeah. And, and Also, like, these old accounts, like the one Theodore Roosevelt described, it describes uh, what prim- kind of a opportunistic predator behavior that we'll see in other apes like gorillas and chimpanzees in which they won't, like, they will hunt smaller monkeys given the chance. Mm-hmm. And if they have an opportunity to take one easily, they will. And that's might what have happened in this case where it was reported to Theodore Roosevelt. Although
0: I'll tell you that, that Theodore Roosevelt case, it's like the only one I've ever heard where Bigfoot was aggressive. Like usually, Bigfoot's like, "Oh shit," and then walks away. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, in most cases with gorillas, they're not aggressive unless they are.
0: Yeah, but you gotta—they—they they usually either have to be like separating them from their babies, or you have to be behaving aggressively towards them. They're not tactically being aggressive. They're not waiting for you to go to sleep and then attacking your campsite. They're just you scared yeah. them, and now they're eating you.
1: Yeah. Oh, which by the way, if you ever want to be horrified, uh, look at videos of chimpanzees hunting monkeys. No, thank you. Oh, it is it is morbid. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you ready for some Bigfoot questions? I am. So, um, will Ape Canyon be on the test?
0: I mean, none of this will be on the test, but yes.
1: Yeah, well, it's like, okay. In the bizarre world in which this is ever on a test, we're going to... I'm sticking to the format here.
0: <laughs> safe Canyon will be on the test.
1: Will Theodore Yes. Bo- Roosevelt, yeah. Will the skunk ape be on the test? You
0: didn't talk about him. I mentioned him. No, he won't be on the test. Not in this context.
1: Yeah. And will Bigfoot's disgusting odor be on the test?
0: Yes. Oh, wait. I think I sat next to a Bigfoot once. Ooh. I went to the movies and I feel like it was a Twilight movie. It was something that you would not normally expect older women to be at. And this woman comes in and she sits next to me wearing a full fur coat and hat. And it smelled like a dead animal. So I think I sat next to wait, you
1: know, Um
0: And she didn't take it off. The entire... Those things are hot. And the entire movie, she did not remove any of this.
1: Twilight was shot in the Pacific Northwest. Do you think she was watching it just because she missed her home?
0: I think so, yes.
1: Whoa, Bigfoot lives among us. That was the and theory she we is, didn't go over. she is
0: an old woman in Kansas.
1: Well, that one is. Wearing
0: her minx or some shit. Yeah it smelled real bad if you're like don't wear fur but if you no, own fur and you're gonna wear it or you're even gonna own it maintain it
1: yeah don't it's... be that
0: guy also that animal died to be your coat be cool to it
1: yeah Ugh. fur coats are warm and soft but there's so much maintenance and you get such weird looks and they're just so and we have better materials yeah
0: now that last longer like I've mentioned before, I think, that there was some taxidermied shit in, like, my family growing up. If you don't maintain them, even those, and you're not wearing those, the fur fucking falls off.
1: Yeah, it's you gotta do a lot of maintenance on them. Because
0: mm-hmm. what you have, in the end, is something that's decaying.
1: I did see something a while ago where they um had, like, people wearing, like, the old, like, Viking-style, like knit furs and, like, waterproof clothing as compared to, like, modern, like, waterproof clothing. Oh, those se, are going like. to
0: work so much better because animal furs are made to withstand water. Yeah, and water.
1: It, was, it was actually better for, like, you know, working in water and in, like, the crazy, like, North Sea stuff, but it also weighed, like, six times as much.
0: That reminds me, I need a new ring coat.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> I'll have to go call some Vikings.
1: Call, um, we'll go skin some animals and we'll just sew them together real good and it'll be disgusting.
0: <laughs> just go find it. It's still deer season, right? Or it's about to start.
1: Deer season is in December here. I'll
0: just wear like you you hollow out a deer. I crawl inside of it. Ew. This is Ew. this Ew. is not
1: Empire Strikes Back. And yes, they do smell worse on the inside.
0: I am glad to say that I have never gone hunting and have taken no part in this and have only seen one deer hanging from something in real life. Not something you expect to see when you round the corner to go to a frat party and it's hanging from the basketball hoop. I asked as I was going to there with a friend of mine and he lived there and I was like, "Why is there a deer?" And he goes, "Roadkill, free food, I'm like fair." Yeah. Fair. Although illegal, I think.
1: No, it's legal. Is it legal? Yeah.
0: Is it legal to hang it in public? Yes. Where, like, you have neighbors who have to look at it. They, I think,
1: depends on depends on local codes, but I, I think at best they can make a complaint and have you take it down, but not, like, get arrested for it or fined. So, yeah.
0: That I, place had good parties, though.
1: I get... It, Check check your local municipality before you start hanging animals in your yard.
0: Damn it. Ruining all my fun. Why do I have to
1: add that disclaimer to this episode? <laughs>
0: all right. Are you ready for my cryptids? Yes. All right. So I knew Austin was covering Bigfoot. And I was like, all right, I'm going to cover stuff. Well, I was going to go with one, but then there ended up being a ton of information. So I went with two. I wanted to do ones I knew very little to nothing about. So I started by typing in cryptids of Kansas Ooh. because we live in Kansas. And I know local jokes get local laughs, blah, blah, blah. But this is—I mean—we get left out of the story a lot, and we're actually like stuff happens here sometimes. Uh huh. I mean, Trump based his entire economic system against our, on our own our old governor,
1: and um, it failed miserably here. Yeah. So good and luck.
0: And Kansans, even ones who like, were are pro that governor and pro Trump, were like, no, please don't, please don't. This this ruined us. Our schools were constitutionally underfunded. Still are. We are constitutionally funded in the same way it's safe for us to be open. They Mm -hmm. say so. Yeah. All right. So the first one I'm talking about is Sinkhole
1: Sam. Sinkhole Sam? Ever
0: heard of Sinkhole Sam?
1: No, but it sounds very alliterative, so I like it.
0: All right. So I assumed I would only find info from like sideways sources from him or from a long time ago, but actually in July of this year, Kansas City Magazine wrote about him. What? So he's still in people's minds, but I had never heard of him. Me neither. Also, oh, this is kind of funny. I have never gotten a subscription to newspapers.com before. The cryptids episode is why I ended up getting a subscription to (laughs) newspapers.com because this is the first time that I've been like, I really need to get some news stories from 19-whatever. So this legend started in 1952. When two men were out fishing and noticed there were no fish in this really popular fishing area. And it's not a big town. It's popular in the sense that this is where people go to get their fish, not this is a popular tourist spot. So it didn't make sense that there were no fish. Then they saw this thing pop out of the water. It was 15 feet long. It had a snake life body, a fluted tail, and a flat head. They didn't see a whole lot of it. But more people will see him later. They'll start adding some more details. Sinkhole Sam lives in Lake Inman in McPherson County. And yes, it is McPherson about 2.5 miles northeast of the town of Inman.
1: I will say uh, McPherson. People from there get so mad if you pronounce it McPherson.
0: Meanwhile, people from
1: over here, it's like
0: Olathe.
1: Well, yes. Ola- yeah. We, <laughs> Of course, you know, the people like you're talking about how. No, you, we always do correct them. But it's like Olathe. And you're, I remember you talking about that when you lived in Boston. People like, oh, you're from Kansas. How do you pronounce Olathe? It's like Olathe. But it's like, you've got no business to complain about our weird names. No, the Northeast. Okay. With your Chappaquiddix and your Ponganoxies and your Wustas. Wustas.
0: So you made me lose my spot. Good. Um. Okay. So this is literally like the center of the state is where Sinkhole Sam lives. I looked at a map and I'm like, that is the middle of the state. This is also the largest natural lake in the state. And it's called the Big Sinkhole, which is why he is Sinkhole Sam. People began to whisper about this thing they were seeing in the water. Many people in the area described a 15 to 30 foot serpent-like thing around 21 inches around, long fin on its back, fluted tail, and a big ass smile that didn't look like it didn't belong on a snake. <laughs> so a journalist was like, I'm going to go check this out. And this is a long time, well-established journalist named Ernest Alva Dewey. He wrote for the Salina Journal. And he seems pretty reliable as long as you ignore the fact that he began his career as a publicist for a traveling circus. (laughs) And you'd also have to assume that the name of his scientific assistant is real. That was Dr. Erasmus P. Quattlebaum. (laughs) And that his previous view of UFO sightings in Kansas was that they weren't UFOs, but a dragon called the bald-tailed snicklehoopus. I mean, we can't prove any of this is not true.
1: That's true, man. The uh, ball-tailed snickelhoopus. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got a dragon here. We got dragons, Khaleesi. So his
0: article, which is what I got from newspapers.com, in was in 1952 or 53. It's called Science Set Back Years. Monster turns out to be a plain old fooping And then there was a photo with a caption that says, Watch out, he may forget he's a vegetarian. What this article is absolutely goddamned amazing. He declares this is indisputably a fupengurkle, and anyone who has ever seen it was very lucky because quote one reason the fupengurkle is so very rare is that it's extinct. In fact, it is the extinctest creature that ever inhabited the Kansas plains. <laughs> <laughs> At one time, Foopingurkles were comparatively numerous in Kansas, but as the state became civilized, they ceased to exist. Public opinion was against them. This was unjust. It's true, they were big, ugly, unnecessary, and contributed nothing to progress. They were also stupid. But there are people who say the same things about me. Culture isn't everything.
1: <laughs> okay, I love this guy.
0: Yeah, and this is in the 1950s. Like this humor, this humor aged well. <laughs> he continued on in this very scientific, well-researched um, article to say that they were also extinct because there were only males, so <laughs> they just sat around feeling lonely during the mating season without knowing why they felt that way, <laughs> and. The reason that they, another reason they might be extinct is they got so bored that they began burrowing into the bottoms of ponds until they ended up so deep that it wasn't worth resurfacing, so they just died.
1: (laughs) This Um, is like like some Dr. Seussian stuff.
0: Except without the awful rhyming or, you know, all the stuff I covered on my Dr. Seuss episode. Unless some of them didn't. And quote, it made that... quote, it may be that feeling low in mind, one of them leaves his subterranean caverns and forces his way to the surface to take another look at people just for laughs. Also, because they forgot they were extinct and they may forget they're vegetarian and eat you. His advice was to do nothing and that, quote, now that the country has gone Republican, maybe he will go away. <laughs> You and me both, Sam. You and me both.
1: Oh my god. That's, yeah, that makes... So another thing to be mad at the Republicans for is they got rid of all of our cryptids by just being so awful that dinosaurs couldn't even take it.
0: Also, if you have a newspapers.com subscription, we are posting links to all of this stuff in the show notes. And yeah, you can find it on there. So despite this amazing and very accurate article, the story persisted. And soon, all 500 people in the town seemed to believe it. And additionally, a bunch of monster hunters came because they read this and were like, I'm going to go find it. So people were really like, this This amount of research blew the lid off of this whole thing. And they went to go find it for themselves.
1: Because this was very studious, serious research. It was. And just hearing it alone is enough to make me think, yep, all of that is true.
0: A farmer there named Mill Pinner wrote a book called Section 27, A Century on a Family Farm. This came out actually fairly recently. He died afterwards, but um, so this was not written then. His family had actually lived there for over 125 years, but that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make as nice of a title. His book is mostly a series of vignettes about living a peaceful Mennonite life on a farm. But at one point, he talks about coming home from church to see a bunch of cars parked next to the big sinkhole, hoping to see sinkhole Sam. He also noted that each of them had their windows rolled up just in case he came out of the water and tried to get them. (laughs) So because of all the hubbub in 1953, the Newspaper Enterprise Association sent a Sacramento Bee reporter named Mary Kay Flynn to investigate the stories. So if you want to look this up, be like, Mary Kay Flynn... Sinkhole Sam, because I went on and I looked at this article and it is in like 500 newspapers with slightly different titles. It was super fun to look for. She told the story of an 18-year-old Mennonite named Bert Newfield who spotted this creature in the lake and apparently used it for target practice, which shows you exactly how comfortable these people had gotten with this at this point. It wasn't startling to them. They weren't calling anybody. They were just like, target practice. He wasn't even like doing it because I want that thing dead. It was target practice.
1: That is... The most, like, 18-year-old male thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm.
0: In fact, in this town of only 500, people had all kinds of sightings to the point where they avoided that area of the lake for fishing entirely. Obviously, people there were people who thought it was untrue, saying that there wasn't any way for this creature to get there in the first place. But those who believed... Uh, countered with the fact that the area floods and it could have been washed in from another body of water. And we also remember that we used to actually have a lot of lakes in Kansas and we got rid of them. Irrigation! Yeah, so this could have, you know... And the sinkhole is growing. The sinkhole is still growing today. Um, uh, or they say it could have lived in some deep water part of the lake. And as the lake continues to grow, it moved upward because it was getting too far down. Because, you know, when you live near a bottom dweller of of water, you still need a certain amount of sunlight and access to things to survive. And if your home is disappearing, you've got to move up. Ah. Yeah. So why would they make this up? This place isn't a tourist attraction. It's a farming town. It hasn't had the ability to support tourists. And no one's seems to be making any money off of this. So was it just invented? Did it turn into some kind of mass hysteria? That doesn't make sense. Because Mel Penner of the aforementioned books, his daughter, Marcy, who is, um, she runs the Kansas Sampler Association, wherever she lives. Uh, she said, quote, Mennonites are not exactly prone to exaggeration. <laughs> Which is why I brought up a couple of times that they are Mennonites. This is a largely Mennonite town. And Mennonites are not known for making shit up a whole lot. I mean. Granted, no group, no person applies to the whole, but this is his own daughter saying that. Bert Newfield, the 18-year-old who shot at him, didn't even want to talk about it outside of his family. He didn't try to make money off of this. It was just, oh, that's a thing that happened. If we want to apply logic to this, which is so boring, it's possible that they just saw a big-ass snake. And then if you're startled or spooked, or you just want a good story, the snake might get a little bigger, a little bigger. There is a snake out there that can get up to seven feet long, and especially, like, if you're startled, I can see that becoming 15 feet. I mean, you've seen nice Mm -hmm. spiders with cowboy hats and guns.
1: Yeah, um, and of course, you know, this is Kansas. For those of you who aren't familiar with this place, our lakes and bodies of water are not clear in any way, shape, or form. They are muddy. So... A seven-foot snake could be really shadowed and shrouded, and if it's moving in the water, it'll make ripples that could make it look bigger.
0: And also logs.
1: And logs. It's
0: big, it's heavy, it's wood.
1: It's better than bad. It's good.
0: Especially if it's a cryptid and pretending to be a log.
1: Yeah. Or a log pretending to be a cryptid.
0: (gasps) Keep dreaming, log. Keep dreaming. We believe in you.
1: It's okay. Like, maybe maybe Mothman was a bit of a stretch for you, log, but I can see you being like a Nessie or a Champy.
0: Mm-hmm. Or a Sinkhole Sam. Sinkhole Sam. So I found that the story actually died out pretty quickly, mostly being held in the memories of those who the families of those who saw him. Lauren Coleman, a preeminent cryptozoologist, who I actually read you his bio and stuff on his website the other day because he runs the cryptozoology museum. He didn't include him in his book that's uh, called The Field Guide to Lake Monsters, Sea Serpents and Other Denizens of the Deep. And when asked by Kansas City Magazine, he didn't seem to ever heard of Sam, Uh, though there is another story of a water snake in Kingman, Kansas that he had heard of and that's just a few years later it actually looked really similar and it wasn't vegetarian
1: oh because
0: it dragged a calf into the lake which is why people freaked out there so
1: it must have forgotten
0: yeah it must have forgotten and it somehow must have gotten to kingman cuz it was tired of bert shooting at it
1: mm-hmm. i mean it's like it's like i'm just enjoying my swim and there's a teenager shooting at me you best believe i'm finding a new watering yeah, hole it's
0: like that bigfoot that got shot in your story yeah It's just walking along, minding its own fucking business, and it gets shot and falls over a cliff, and then its family has to come down and bury it, Mm -hmm. which is why they didn't find anything. Um, Or they're a bunch of assholes who killed some random kid. Uh, So the other cryptid I'm getting in today was... Mentioned in a Facebook group of men, but I had only ever heard of it in passing other than that. And it was mentioned because sightings in Kansas have apparently been going up. And this is not a Kansas cryptid. This is a cryptid from Michigan initially. There's also an, a variation on it in Wisconsin. But it has been seen more and more throughout the entire United States. This... um is called The Dog Man.
1: The Dog Man. There's a series of children's books about The Dog Man.
0: It's not the same thing.
1: Oh, okay. You you do understand that I'm going to be picturing the children's book Dog Man the entire time you're talking about this.
0: And there's a really good website I've used for some of this called Dog Man Encounters. They have their own podcast, uh, which I have down, it's like Dog Man Radio. Um, and they collect Dog Man Encounters. So I found the ones in Kansas. I was looking through them. And so I still think that what I saw in Oklahoma was not a dog man. Based on all this research, I still think it was a skinwalker. But, so there are several types of dog men, like the Beast of Bray Road is the best known one from Wisconsin. But I'm talking about the Michigan one today because that seems to be like the one that has the most information on it. So according to Dogman Encounters, there is, this is a catch-all term for at least two different types of creatures, canine and type three. I don't know why there's a type three and not a, you know, not a list of three, but the canine have dog-like legs universally. Some have extra large heads. Some look like hyenas. Some look like the werewolf from Van Helsing. Some look like giant timber wolves that walk on two legs. They have tails. The majority of dogmen are this type and they are aggressive. The type 3 type have human-like legs and resemble Bigfoot, but they don't have claws and they have sharp teeth. So the other kind has claws clear like a dog. Bigfoot doesn't have sharp teeth, and these do. These do not have tails, and they are not very aggressive. No one is really sure how long the Dogmen have been around, and Dogman Encounters posits that the god Anubis may have been based on these.
1: Interesting.
0: Many sites say that the first official sighting happened in Wexford County, Michigan in 1887, when two lumberjacks said they saw a thing with a man's body and a dog's head. I'll actually tell you where the story comes from in a minute. There was, however, a diary entry from 1857 that read, quote, near the barn, it stood as if a man, yet it bore the countenance of a gray wolf. It's also believed that these stories probably go back to well before when Native American tribes. And most sources said the Odawa tribe, but I actually wasn't able to find anything directly from anyone who talked to an Odawan. Um, They told stories about people who could transform into animals. Two experts talked about speaking with members of the Ho-Chunk tribes uh, who said they believe that these are spirits who can take on physical form. And then someone talked to the Ottawa Chippewa. Uh, tribe members who said that they are skinwalkers who are stuck between phases other reports say that they are more akin to wendigos and apparently french explorers also saw them and said they were or werewolves Werewolves. things went quiet into the late 1930s when 17 year old robert fortney says he was hunting when he was attacked by a pack of dogs now this is an actual person who has like there is he said this he has actually said this to news reporters. He said it years and years later because he was afraid people would think he was crazy. But he has, we have actual evidence of him saying this at least. Uh, he was hunting, He attacked by a pack of dogs, fired his gun to scare them off. And then one stood up on its hind legs and stared at him with big blue eyes for two solid minutes.
1: Two entire minutes of... Re- of of an
0: unbroken eye contact.
1: Okay, that is more terrifying than this dog standing up on its hind legs.
0: Remember when we did that, like, what was it, like 38 questions or some shit? And the last one was staring at each other's eyes for four minutes. And we were like, no, thank you. We got th- through, what, one minute? I
1: think we both started laughing uncontrollably.
0: Eyes are creepy and we're both bad at eye contact. Please don't. <laughs> um, sightings without a ton of detail have happened pretty consistently, uh, especially during the 50s, the 60s, the 80s, and the 90s. And most of them happen near the Manistee River. And there are some people who say that they, when they see it, it's wearing torn clothing like it has turned into this dog from a person, but most reports don't. This whole thing really went bananas in 1987, though. That year, a DJ named Steve Cook wrote a song called The Legend, which talked about the dog man, and it's kind of brilliant. It's on YouTube. It's a spoken word song that just tells the story with a music backdrop.
1: Oh, that's what you were listening to. Yes. Okay.
0: This is where the 1887 Lumberjack sighting comes from. This is the first place we ever see it mentioned. And it also claims that the Dogman shows up every year that ends with seven. Despite the fact that it was released on April 1st and intended as a joke, (laughs) and Cook had never heard of the Dogman legend, people started writing to him about their encounters. So the Lumberjack story, I'd call it iffy. Some of the other ones? Not as much. Uh, Cook says that he's received over 500 reports since 1987. And he says some are actually fairly believable while others are really out there. He's heard from kids, from adults, and he heard from like a firefighter. And that's the kind of shit that can get you fired. One report made to the website Dogman Encounters claims that it even started to speak. It started as this growl, which turned into a deep gruff voice, and she definitely understood the word you, and she believes the full sentence was, you can't get in, as she was like struggling with her keys to open her front door. Now, I don't know if that was said in a threatening manner or just a, I observe that you cannot get in manner. The station continues to play the song, the radio station he worked for, and it has brought in about $60,000 for Cook, all of which he has donated to annual animal shelters and similar.
1: That is, that's good
0: for him. Yeah. So this is where Linda S. Godfrey comes in. She's an author who focuses on cryptozoology with her career beginning with the Beast of Bray Road. She explains that reports from prior to the 1930s are not heavily substantiated. And the differences, she also explains the differences between werewolves and upright canines, which is what these are um are that these don't have human features to speak of they kind of walk like a person but their faces are all dog while werewolves are kind of somewhere in between um and these don't transform at their simplest she also says that you can tell the difference between these and a human in a costume by watching how they walk if they are walking exclusively on the toe pads of their costume then it's not a costume most likely if they are not it's a costume she says that she believes most people who contact her actually think they have encountered the dog man, uh, but she doesn't have any cases where anybody's been hurt, so the idea that they are violent, just like Bigfoot, no. She also hasn't seen any convincing photos. There was a film in 2007 similar to the Bigfoot film, and by similar, I mean even grainier. 2007.
1: Like, were they filming it on, like, what, a Nokia cell phone that was just, like...
0: I've never seen Some film. weird flip phone. I've never seen film that, that was... That was this poor quality. Uh, It's called the Gable film and many people believed it showed the dog man, but shockingly it was debunked, especially because if you watch it like I did, this is very clearly a man running on his hands and knees. At one point, you see one of his legs kick up. (laughs) Godfrey, though, says that there are footprints that are convincing, including and she has a cast of this, a six by six inch paw print, uh, which that's a big, paw. Uh, biggest wolves, timber wolves get to four inches. And the Kansas sightings reported dogman encounters, because I know that's what you're all here for, uh, happen in Hamilton, Jackson and Osage counties, which one is Western Kansas. One is Central Kansas. One is Eastern Kansas. Uh, Jackson, uh, the one in Osage uh the report on there is from 2016 and it was chasing deer in jackson county and this is jackson county kansas not missouri there were none in jackson county missouri but there were some in st louis um that one actually has two one from 2013 one from 2015 the hamilton one is from the early 2000s three of these four describe yellow eyes as opposed to the previously mentioned blue and it's going after deer in a couple of them a uh, Di- dog man encounters radio that's what i was trying to remember so they have people tell their stories on there. So if something that really interests you, go check them out. I haven't listened to them yet, but I'm going to. Um. So I dug around to see if I could find any like evidence. Found some photos. They're really blurry, really far away. Or in the case of one, I'm pretty sure it's a taxidermied wildcat, like mountain lion, in low light. And there isn't a whole lot that's like substantiated recently, except in 2018. I told you Montana was coming up.
1: 2018.
0: 2018. A rancher in Montana shot and killed what he believed to be a wolf that was going after his cattle. It's perfectly legal to do this there. And being the responsible person he was, he also took the next step, which was to call Wildlife Services. Wildlife Services comes out and realizes this isn't a wolf, and it's not a dog. It has tiny front paws with large claws, giant ears, and a coat that wasn't correct for a wolf. They were able to definitely say it was a member of the dog family, but that's it. So the information manager for them said, quote, we have no idea what this is, and we won't know until we get the DNA tests back. You can see a photo of this. Uh, It's on the Washington Post and it's in the Great Falls Tribune, but it is a photo of a shot dead animal. Oh, I think I've seen this one. So if you don't want to look at that, don't go looking for it. Um, It doesn't look incredibly strange to me, but it sure as fuck doesn't look like a wolf. It's brown and fluffy, almost like that big fox that we see around our house pretty often. Um, and it's also Montana only has gray wolves, and they don't have a lot. They have no active packs at the moment. There are five hundred kind of wandering around at any given time, or maybe nine hundred. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. And it's also very small for a gray wolf. Now they do say it's young, but it's still very small for a gray wolf. Like can fit easily across the width of a truck bed.
1: Oh, that is pretty small.
0: Yeah. And while gray wolves are commonly brownish in color, according to the Minnesota or Montana state website, the ones that live there are not brown. They're gray or they're black. Um, it doesn't mean another one can't sneak in, but that seems weird. If this is a dogman, it was at the time the second dogman sighting in Montana. But other theories include Bigfoot because it's big and hairy. It's mm-hmm. a dog. Yeah. Like you look at that's a dog. It could also be a dire wolf, which I might cover at some point, but apparently some dude in the general area has been trying to Frankenstein direwolves. Cool. Um, or it could of course be a dog wolf hybrid. Now, I've seen a dog wolf hybrid. This does not look like a dog wolf hybrid. I've pet a dog wolf hybrid. It looked nothing like this. Now, Grand, could have been a different kind of dog. Could have been a different kind of wolf. Whatever. But this was too big for that and too fluffy, unless it was mixed with like a Great Pyrenees or something. Because This had four days. Um, At the same time, it's also really small. So it's either a baby dog man or not a dog man at all. So what what the hell is this? Well, the DNA tests came back unusually fast. They're like, this could be a year, guys, like get over it, because people were freaking the fuck out. They determined it wasn't a hybrid, hybrid dog. It wasn't a hybrid with a coyote. They determined it was a gray wolf. Huh. However, their statements contradict the ones made by the wildlife services, which I find a little weird. They said there wasn't anything off about it. It's just small. I don't think this is the dog man, but it had like these over large ears and these tiny paws and like shorter legs. Like it wasn't right. So I don't think this is the dog man because I think it's too small and I don't think it's bipedal. I think they would be able to tell that. But I do think that the fact that wildflowers is like there's something seriously wrong with this. Maybe they need to go out and see what's going on with the local wolf population. Like maybe there are severely inbred wolves happening right now. It's possible. Um, And also, though, it doesn't look like a wolf. I don't think it looks like a wolf at all. It's doesn't have the right kind of snout. It looks more like a chow almost, like. but they were like absolutely positively not hybrid with a dog or with a coyote. And also I'm like, why are you pressing that so hard? Why are you so focused on telling us repeatedly that it is not a hybrid? Ooh. We only asked once. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's also, though, that's that's the end of the of the real deal. But I do want to let you know that there is a 2012 movie called Dogman that puts its own spin on the whole story. Their lead actor is Larry Joe Campbell, who played the commander of the Coast Guard in Space Force. And it has a 21% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: So we are watching this one.
0: Oh, yes. Especially since it has a sequel called Dogman 2, The Wrath of the Litter.
1: I didn't know about this movie until right now, and I hate myself for it.
0: Yeah, if we get it from the library, though, just make sure you don't get the 2019 one because you'll be very disappointed in the apparently very good movie that is and has nothing to do with this. There's a
1: 2019 version, too? Has
0: nothing to do with this. Oh, it is okay. like some dark Italian movie. Oh. Like one of those that you'll leave feeling bad about life afterwards.
1: Oh, I hate those. This one you
0: still might leave feeling about bad, li- bad about life, but for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for your questions? I'm
1: ready for questions. But do you want to hear my Dogman theory? Yes. Okay. Dogman theory. I think it's it could be weird wolves or or it could be werewolves. I'm thinking werewolves.
0: I think skinwalkers makes a good amount of sense, especially yeah. for the ones that are um, that look more like dogs. Yeah.
1: Um. I am also waiting for someone to find submit their evidence of uh dog man, and it is just a furry convention. No. It's like I saw them all. They were at this hotel. And it's like oh 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 honey oh sweetie. <laughs>
0: it's like I might be a little biased because like the one no nah, never mind.
1: There was... oh god did you see that story about that lady who worked for an animal rescue group and yes that was Who went was to the so furry sweet. convention by mistake. That was that
0: was very, that was very sweet. sweet. Like and everybody there was like, they thought it was funny. And she actually got a lot of donations. And apparently, I, if I remember right, she goes to them now. Yeah, like she's just like a person who attends these and she doesn't do the furry culture. But she's yeah. like, they're all nice. And they like the animals. Yeah. And I will say, furries, not a threat to animals. No. Not even a
1: little. And It's like, you know, that's a smart thing. It's like, there's this group that is very stigmatized against. Like, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, I'm not going to kink shame you, but it's, there's a huge stigma. And there's this person coming out. It's like, hey, there's some real life stuff that you guys might be interested in. And like, you know, engaging with them. And that's good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, questions.
0: Sorry, I just, I went back into my own memory about having the person in my, the person who has been meanest to me in my entire life was a furry. <laughs> so I know that doesn't apply to the whole group,
1: but... <laughs> It's like, it's like, man, some of the furries I've met have been very weird people. Very weird.
0: But some of them, like, I know lots of furries who are perfectly lovely, but my first, like, you know when somebody hurts you really bad, and like, this was years and years and years. It like, seeing somebody who looks kind of like them, you get real scared.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I ate an entire Whopper, and it was too much food for me, and I went to play a soccer game immediately afterwards and got real sick, and I haven't eaten a Whopper since then. Really? I'm I'm assuming that's how, kind that's like, kind of how you are with furries now. Yeah, that one bad experience that ruined it for you.
0: I don't dislike all furries. By any stretch of the imagination. In fact, most furries I've met have been perfectly lovely like everybody else in humanity. But like having like that one and again, like if you're dressed as like a unicorn, we don't have a problem. But if you're dressed like a cat, I'm like I've I've gotta make sure it's not that person first and then we'll be cool. (laughs) But there's a giant head and you don't know if they've switched costumes. Like, let me make sure it's not you and Oh,
1: you just gave me an idea about the switching costumes. A murderer at a furry convention who's stealing people's costumes and going Trademarked, trademarked. Trademarked.
0: Um. Yes. So furries, we're not in here insulting you. I just have a little I'm also okay. To be honest, I am terrified of mascots. I've had to leave school assemblies as a teacher because I am so scared of mascots. So you do you but you know, six feet of space. Because Casey Wolf kept getting all up in my face in a very inappropriate way for a middle school assembly, and I had to leave. Not just because of that, because he was there in the first place. I'm legitimately scared of mascots, and people think it's hilarious and send me pictures of mascots, but jerks.
1: I've been doing that with Gritty, but because I think it, Gritty is hilarious. Oh yeah, no, they send
0: me pictures of Gritty usually. I'm like, okay, I'm like immune to Gritty at this point.
1: Gritty? It's like, who thought Gritty was a good I, idea? He's terrifying. I think I it that. goes
0: back to the haunted dolls thing. Like, they act kind of like humans, but they don't look like humans. Like, anyway, if you want to know more about that last episode. So, questions. Kansas has its own cryptid called Sinkhole Sam.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Unlike other cryptids, there seems to be no benefit to having made up Sinkhole Sam
1: because yeah, 'cause I'm mean, if they had publicized this, we might actually go out and try and spot Sinkhole Sam. I mean mm-hmm. that's like it's not that far. I would go there and just try and spot a weird like monster.
0: Yeah, we're looking at two hours.
1: Yeah. That's like uh
0: the dogman has been spotted all over the United States. Yes. The dogman may have started back started back as far as before the white invaders got here. Or as recently as nineteen eighty seven. We don't really know.
1: <laughs> there's too mu- there's too much ambiguity with that, so probably not.
0: And Chunks of the Dogman story that have been, like, taken into the official lore are from an April Fool's Day joke.
1: Yeah, because April Fool's Day jokes are hilarious. It's like, we, pe- people, April Fool's Day. it's like, if someone gets fooled well enough, they love it. And I feel like a good April Who Fool's Who is month. they? People, just in general. Because, like, if I get fooled and it's, like, really well, it's like, you got me. That's amazing.
0: Austin is not allowed to play April Fool's Day tricks on me. Mm. They make me very uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: And it kills me inside.
0: You've got coworkers; just fuck with them. I don't. Go mess with your sister. My sister's
1: mean.
0: No, I think we've I think Actually, we've said her lis- name on the podcast
1: before. She listens to this too, so she's very mean. I do not play pranks on her.
0: <laughs> um, I feel like I could be meaner than her if I really wanted to.
1: I don't know. She's got like more years of dirt on me. She can get more personal faster, but I feel you've got the ca- more capability. It'd be tough. I don't want. To, I don't want this competition to happen. You know that
0: role that I think it was Heather Graham played on The Office, where she's able to immediately pick out someone's greatest
1: weakness. Scrubs. Yes, that's what I meant. Scrubs. Yeah, you're there. yeah you. You are. You are Heather Graham.
0: Yeah. So he doesn't play April Fool's Day tricks on Oh no. <laughs> um. So yeah, it is Halloween today, and we hope you all had a good one. We're really bummed because. We love Halloween, and also tomorrow is the even greater holiday, possibly, which is 50% off candy day, and we won't be able to go shopping for 50% off candy. I've literally, like, on previous years—God, it's a weekend this time—Austin has been sent at 7 in the morning to the grocery store to get the day after 50% off candy, and that's going to be—
1: uh last valentine's day we got a shopping cart full of candy
0: yes we did uh after valentine's day we don't celebrate valentine's day like normal humans um uh, we've we... had bad
1: movie competitions we have
0: bad movie competitions we eat the least romantic food we can think of
1: i think it's like been ribs mostly ribs mostly ribs
0: i think we did nachos once nachos although there's there's nothing more romantic than a good plate of nachos mm-hmm.
1: i mean you're sharing it's a romantic yeah Gross! I'm trying to make roma- nachos Gross. romantic, and that's the only thing I could think of. There's nothing romantic about nachos. No, there's really not.
0: Um, and then we know that this comes out on election day, and I—I I mean, I don't know what to tell you to reassure you, other than I hope you enjoyed this episode because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm not one of those people who will lie and say it's going to be okay when I don't know.
1: And I guess if you're um, having to wait in line to vote and you're listening to this and you start cracking up laughing, and someone sitting line next to you says, "Hey," What are you laughing about? You can tell them why it's this great podcast I listen to. Will this be on the test? And you can recommend it to them, and then can say, you know what? Since I'm recommending this podcast, and if you like it, maybe go like you know write a review, tell them what a good job they're doing, and give them five stars.
0: That was a really excellent segue.
1: I am good at segues,
0: but not the motorized ones.
1: I fall over,
0: <laughs> and it's weird because he somehow falls backwards.
1: I didn't know you. I didn't know you could fall over on a Segway. No. But uh, it's like me and George W. Bush, the only people who have managed to. I I am in an elite club.
0: No, the guy who invented the segway I think he went over a cliff on a a Segway. I believe that's true. I'll have to look it up.
1: If not, that's the best. Also, if you
0: take your Segway into a small store and ride it around, you're a bad person. I have had my foot run over by a Segway.
1: And also, like, people who go on Segway tours of cities, bad people.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they apparently can't get in a line for even, like, three seconds. Mm -hmm.
1: They're just like this, this, like, flying V of Segways taking up the entire sidewalk, plowing people in front of them. That's like,
0: I understand it of, like locations like Segway tour of Gettysburg. I kind of get it. You know, it's a lot. It's a big place and people don't always make it through the whole thing. But anyway, we're, we got off of your
1: Segway. Oh, our Segway Segway people... segue ruined our Segway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So if you're standing in line to vote, tell people around you. And if you are done listening to this episode and you have no other podcast to listen to, or if you want to listen to a different podcast than ours, um send us some messages tell us about your cryptid theories tell us what your favorite cryptid is tell us about your cryptid sightings tell us about you know why you're so sad that i get to date bigfoot and you don't bigfoot
1: and mothman oh my god mothman
0: damn it oh i combined my two thoughts okay
1: another brilliant business idea um a cryptid dating sim in which you're trying to go out with bigfoot mothman nessie uh, you know what? We'll throw in sinkhole Sam because I feel like he's the good dark horse people have been waiting for.
0: He also seems nice. He, he just wants to nice. chill. He just wants to chill. And then Bert starts fucking shooting at him. Damn it,
1: Bert. So yeah, uh, cryptid dating sim. Let's do it. All right. Oh, and speaking of ghost stories, we've got one from this week that we completely forgot to tell right, you about. Right, we
0: do! We were not speaking of ghost stories,
1: but... I mean, cryptids, ghost stories, there's a there's, a, there's no Paranormal,
0: way yes. Paranormal. Ghosts are not cryptids.
1: Ooh, Ghosts are not cryptids. Ghosts
0: are not cryptids. Okay. And I believe the undead are not cryptids because the cryptids are alive.
1: Okay. But I so, guess it also
0: depends on how we're defining alive.
1: So we have a ghost story from this week that we've gotten nice distracted from. I yours making noises. I think it was the chair.
0: Okay. Yes, we do. Um. So Austin and I have both had nightmares this week. Like mine, the line to get into the other side was in our bedroom. So there was just a line of people waiting to like be judged. And the last thing before I woke up was I was in bed with Austin in my dream. And I said, why is this? Why is the line to the other side in our bedroom? And then I snapped awake like I like dream me had just realized we were dead. And then Austin the next night had a nightmare about ghost clowns.
1: It was um, it was ghost clowns in a haunted costume shop.
0: Yes. So he wakes up and we're just chatting. It's three in the morning, and I think he's fallen back. By- oh, and Draco had joined us on the bed, and
1: we all never four get Draco. cats were in bed with us at the yeah. same time, which is unusual. All
0: four cats were there. Draco never comes into the bedroom at he night. He
1: only like ever comes in the bedroom at night and like sleeps with well. us if it's like storming or there's been he fireworks has to be or he's scared. He
0: has to be scared. But he like he's just chilling. And he's hanging out with me, and we were so excited. And I thought Austin had fallen back asleep. And then in the hallway, I hear what is either tiny footsteps. Or a bouncing ball. And it sounded,
1: It's to me. It sounded more like footsteps than a bouncing ball.
0: Yeah, I lean towards footsteps as well. And it sounded like not human footsteps, but like cat footsteps, mm-hmm. or
1: like really tiny like doll footsteps. It was rapid, rapid tiny footsteps. It was, rapid.
0: it was definitely not a rodent. We know what those are. Like mm-hmm.
1: this was and actual. It, feet and making If it had contact. been a rodent, our cats like
0: they would have gone. After they would have gone after it. They, Gigi's a good hunter. They
1: know what those sound like, and they would have all been after it. Yeah, it wasn't a rodent.
0: Yeah, they all just kind of perked up. So, yeah, They she, did not leave the bedroom.
1: She hears this noise. And I hear it too.
0: I don't say anything because I think he's asleep.
1: And I like I don't say anything because I think it's like, uh, mostly because like, yeah, no, that was just Draco running off because he doesn't stay in bed long. Then I had to say,
0: did you notice me like reaching around to see if Draco was still there because mm-hmm. he was behind and me? Then I
1: said, it's like, is Draco still there? You said, then you responded to, you heard that too. And that yeah. was like, oh no.
0: Yeah, Draco was still there. All four cats were on the bed. And I can't tell if it was in the hallway where we see the doppelgangers, or it was in the living room.
1: It sounded like going from hallway to living room.
0: Yeah, and that's where the things are. Whatever happens, it tends to come to or from the room we were in at that moment and towards the living room or away from the living room, you know, Mm. back to that bedroom. I didn't feel like anything was watching us. No. So I don't know what it was doing. But yeah, like, I'm not scared. But it was creepy. It's kind of like the doll thing, you know, there's there's a difference between being creeped out and being terrified. A little creeped out, but yeah. So that happened. And I don't really believe in the 3 a.m. thing too much, but that was an interesting coincidence because I don't think ghosts abide by time zones or understand Alexander the same.
1: And really, the only thing I know about the 3 a.m. thing is the Matchbox 20 song.
0: It has to do with uh, mocking the Holy Trinity. I I can explain it to you later.
1: Then why not do it at 3 p.m. when people are awake?
0: Because God is watching at 3 p.m. And there's because he can see with the sunlight. He does not have good night vision, Austin. He is an old man.
1: Wow. Suddenly this all makes sense. So where can people find us? In
0: hell after that
1: statement. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They can find you in hell. I'm a good Lutheran boy. I haven't been to church in four years.
0: (laughs) They can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash on the Instagram at on the test pod, Twitter at on the test pod. You can find us aimlessly wandering the streets sometimes. But we will be staying socially distanced from you. And I have my mask that says 2020 is the worst with a picture of John Ralphio on
1: it. It's that I love that mask. I'm a little jealous of it. So if you see somebody
0: in that looking really pissed off that you're coming to talk to them, it's probably me. Normally, I'd only be moderately pissed off that somebody was coming to talk to me. But right now, unless you're wearing a mask, we're cool then. Um, So, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Our website is onthetestpod.com. We are also on all the podcast platforms That's something I was wondering. I'm like, why are are we telling them where we are? Because they're clearly already listening. Yeah. So I guess if you're recommending to a friend, say they're on all the podcast platforms. All of them. But if you want to give us a rating and a review, Apple is the best place to do that. iTunes. So steal someone's iPhone. I actually dug out an old iPod or iPhone of mine so I can review podcasts. Wow. Because you can still connect to the internet on it, obviously. Can't do anything else. So that's what I do with it is I review podcasts that I listen to. Cool. so yeah we are still at nine reviews so give us give us number 10
1: please give us number 10 because okay, we this... don't
0: want to fake it we don't want to give it to ourselves
1: yeah we don't want to review ourselves That's we don't just... want to be those people no ew no
0: okay so i thought this was going to be a short episode but you actually went on for like 45 minutes oh wow and so did i
1: oh wow we got a long episode
0: and we got to still put out our candy for the non-existent trick-or-treaters yeah. We are not interacting. We have a Frankenstein that holds a tray. Yep. So we've got to go. Not, not
1: a. It's a, We have a Frankenstein's monster that holds a tray. This is not a doctor. But
0: who was the real monster?
1: Frankenstein. Yeah. But this is Frankenstein's monster.
0: So it's Frankenstein's inner self. What if the whole thing is Frankenstein, the doctor, dealing with his inner demons? He didn't actually create this person. He is confronting the parts of himself that he wish was dead. That's deep. I have not read this since I was 18. It might make zero sense.
1: It probably does. Most things you think when you're 18 make zero sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I made some very poor choices when I was 18.
1: We all did.
0: And on that very depressing note,
1: Class class dismissed. dismissed.